you have just tuned in to Pastors of Pain. Pain, 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 pain. pain county, pain. county, county, county. Yes, yes, this is not just a muscle flex show you've turned into. It is the Pastors of Pain, P-A-Y-N-E, Woo. County America. If you've never been to Pain County America, you should stop by and visit it. It's also known as the Red Dirt Riviera. What? Oh, no? dear. I think it'd be good to recap uh, the various places in which one can listen to this. So if you're listening <laughs> to this, most people are finding it as a podcast, and you can get it on any anywhere you get anywhere where you get podcasts. Um, then it also plays on the radio mm-hmm. every Sunday morning at 9.30. Pete FM, right? On uh, Pete 94.3 and AM 780 in Stillwater. And then also airs on the Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network on Wednesdays at 3.30. You can pray the chapel to divine mercy and then pray for mercy upon us. So it's kind of a cool little, uh, you know, we started this. uh, So here in Stillwater that we've always, we've had for many years now, the mass on the radio. Correct. For those who are homebound, those just passing through town. It's taken on sort of an elevated uh, need uh, in the time of, uh, in in Corona Tide. What? Uh, corona tide? What's corona That's tide? what I call this it's time. It's Easter tide, isn't that's, it? Well, that's, but now we've got corona. Tide? Coronavirus. Tide. Tide. <laughs> uh, it's a time of the coronavirus. Oh, uh, I, I like it's, that. It's basically a, like a fancy way you, of- You church uh, decides the coronavirus. But I stole that from uh, another podcast called uh, the Catholic News Agency Editor's Desk with J.D. Flynn. And uh, <laughs> J.D. Flynn's that's witty. Good. That's, that's good stuff. Um, so- We've all we've been we've been broadcasting the mass on the radio, and now we we added in when you know going on uh, two years ago, uh, we've now had a hundred we've had a hundred plus episodes. Two years we've been doing this. Wow! I know. And we're still like coming up with new topics, like today. What's what's our topic today? Well, we uh, I was thinking we would because uh, you guys you have a lot of Bible studies going, uh-huh. right? And then we are just now starting uh, coming up soon uh, starting RCIA. Okay. And for you as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is for RCIA stands for Right of Christian Right R I T E Right of Christian Initiation of Adults. So this is people who are who are some other religion. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've never been baptized. Not, you're not. So they're you're nothing. Not, you're no not a Christian, uh, and you want to know more. You want to learn more. You want to be a Catholic. Maybe you are grew up uh-huh. uh, something else. You grew up Baptist, Methodist. Uh, Presbyterian, uh, whatever that may be, and you are ready to come into full communion with the church that Christ founded, the Catholic Church, uh, RCIA is for you. So whether you're at St. John's or whether you're at St. Francis Xavier, um, part of RCIA is introducing people to the fullness of the faith, the fullness of truth, the truth, beauty, and goodness of the Catholic Church, not just our moral teachings, which are awesome, um, not just uh, our history, which is also awesome, not just architecture, not just all that, but we are people of the book. We love the Bible. But not just the book. We love the scriptures. Right. Not, not just, not just not yeah. Not just the book. Right. So we have, we have uh, the scri- scripture and tradition. I, I love this line. Big T. Big T tradition. I love this line. It says, we're, uh, we're, we're people of the word. Yeah. The Word. The Word made flesh. The, yep. Who so is Jesus word, Christ? Who has both book and sacraments. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I got a little sniffy nose. I don't know. It's allergies. Oh, allergy season you have COVID? Pain oh, my gosh. Excuse Jeez. me. I hope, okay. it's just, I hope it's just allergies. It is. It's just um, allergies. Okay, so, so when we, one, we, one thing I find. I brought my Bible One with thing me today. I find. Excellent. excellent Missing back cover and everything. One thing I find that is interesting for 
people uh, when you're when you when they are looking through the scriptures? I think a lot of times people don't know where to start. Yes. Somebody gives them a Bible. People say, "I'm you know I want to know Jesus Christ. I'm gonna, just going to start reading the Bible." And they start at page one, Isaiah thirty six, and it doesn't. It just doesn't go well. You start <laughs> reading the Bible, but but it's hard to understand. It's not every part of the Bible is not sort of immediately. You know, because so, remember, it's it's ta biblia. It's it means books. It's a library. It's a library. It's ta biblia. Yeah, you it's wouldn't like walk into the library and be like, "All right, I'll start with the top section of this, you know, of this shelf, and I'll just read, and then eventually uh-huh. I'll probably find something interesting." No, no, no. So there's there's various ways to like, to approach the scriptures. Um, I encourage people, um, especially you know, you're trying to know. The person of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is start with the Gospels. Yes. So at at the Mass, just and I was teaching this uh, to our teenagers uh, a couple uh, weeks ago. But you know, somebody asked like, why do you? If it's all the Bible, right? Correct. Why do we sit for part for for readings, certain readings, and stand for other readings? Okay. And the reason is is because. It's it, the Bible. I mean, is awesome, and every word of it is the is the inspired word of God. But there are parts of the Bible that are more important. Um, yeah, and we call them the Gospels. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the Gospels specifically are the words of Jesus, the actions of Jesus, uh, and are. I mean, that that's where we that's where we want to be. And so it's not to discount Paul's letter to the Romans or the uh, prophet Isaiah or you know or any of that, um, but the Gospels is the, is it's the life of our Lord. Now, what's also very interesting and what I think we should talk about is the Gospels are not all the same. They are not. Uh, so there are four Gospels. Let's back it up. There are four Gospels: the Gospel of Matthew. Mm-hmm. The Gospel of Mark. You got it, two out of two. The Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of John. Okay, four for four. You're, Matthew, wow. Mark, Luke, so and John. S- you're so smart. They're of varying lengths. Correct. Mark, <laughs> Mark being the, the shortest. Um, they were written at different times. Generally, I mean, kind of in the same century. Correct. The first century, but but written decades apart in some cases. And then what I think is worth our discussion today is they're written to different kinds of people yeah like we talked about last week about incarnational art to to have people pray with yeah. certain images yep. like that jesus and mary and the saints look like them yep and they can they can connect with them like if you if you took that statue that y'all made and uh yeah. dr- dressed him up in uh sort of like i don't know something from germany and took him back down to Know, Guatemala, they'd be like, "Who's that guy? What the heck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> you put a pair of glasses on him, yeah, like some later hosen. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't remember this guy. Who's this guy? No, it's it looks like it looks he it looks like Stanley Rother, and he's also dressed. Yeah, you're in trying the to preach the gospel to a certain audience. So think of it this way, uh, in in kind of secular terms, you you sit down uh, at your computer today, and you're going to work on your email, right? Within that email, you're you might be writing an email to a professor which might be a little more formal, dear doctor, you know, so-and-so, I apologize for missing class today, and please don't fail me, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be a little more, a little more formal, right? And then, and then the very next email you write is to your mom or dad, and you don't say, dear Mrs. O'Brien, I, you know, 
thank you so much for the phone call. You know, you're, you're going to be a little more informal. So the audience to which you're writing is very right. important. So if I picked up those two emails, the email I wrote to my professor and the email I wrote to my mom, they're going to look pretty different. Correct. So when we look at the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're each writing to different kinds of people. And that's very helpful when you open it up and when you read it to understand it in the context in which it was written. So where should we start? Gospel of Mark? Matthew. Let's start with Matthew. Let's start Matthew. with Matthew. I mean, it's first, right out of the gate. When you open the new, yeah, page one. The genealogy, no one likes to read. Pa- I think it's, I love, I, I actually like it. What do you like reading the genealogy? I just think it, it I like when I, I usually, when I proclaim the gospel um, at mass, when there's no deacon, um, I usually actually don't really look up at all. I don't like make a lot of eye contact while, I do while I'm preaching, mm-hmm. but not while I'm reading the gospel, because I don't want people to... But I kind of like uh, Hezron, the father of Ariam. Ariam, the father of Abedadabada. I like looking out because because <laughs> I, I think there's there's always people either who are like oh gee, oh is it this oh they they kind of have this sort of uh, disgrace look on their face and then other people who are like oh and then I think other people who are like how does he know how does he know how to pronounce all those right yeah, as practice. if you know yeah well yeah you listen to it for, ahead of time. Uh, but it, but it's kind of a rough start, the Gospel of Matthew. I mean, there's like this immediate, like, you're just sort of thrown into Jesus's family tree. The genealogy. And it's like, I don't know who any of these... Oh, but, David! Oh, David! Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard of David. Oh, Abraham! You know, you, you like... And this, this is why this, the study of the scriptures is so important, because if you just read it and you skip it, then uh, you you miss who it's written to. Yes. It's being written to a Jewish audience. And you're like, how do you know it's being written to a Jewish audience? Well, you can start off by saying, well, it, it goes through all these names of genealogy. Well, the Gospel of Mark doesn't do that. Yeah, why not? The Gospel of Mark is written to a Roman audience, a foreign audience, yeah. Gentiles. And so in the Gospel of Matthew, there's things that they just say because the Jewish people would have got it. They would have, they would have understood who all these people are. But then it's also it's rather cool, and they're an educate. They're Matthew writing to an is to a kind of an educated yes uh, audience, right? If you're writing writing to somebody with a PhD and writing to somebody with a first grade education, right. it's going to look different. Jewish people know the story; yep. they know the names. Yep. And so, what what is what is the goal of Matthew in his gospel? He's gonna he's gonna try to get you to to come to this. Like understanding that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Mm. That remember the promise to Abraham is you'll have children, and the promise to David is your kingdom will never end. Like and so Matthew begins that by how? It's actually cool. He breaks it up into three little sections. Tell me. In generations. How many how many generations are there? Do you remember? Is it one? Seven or fourteen? Oh, they're fourteen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. remember, in Judaism, every letter has a number associated with it, and every number has a meaning. So, like one is God. I think it's like four is the earth. Uh, fourteen is the number for David. Hmm. And number three is like perfection. So you have in the genealogy of Matthew, right off at the beginning, is he's breaking it up into three fourteen generations. To basically tell you, like, this is the David we've been waiting for. Yeah. This is our long-awaited long king. Promised Messiah. This is yep. the long-promised Messiah. Get ready for him. Prepare the way of the Lord. So 
all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. So from David to the uh, deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. So Matthew is, is telling you this genealogy. But you, you remember... Remember when we talked about incarnational stuff? Mm-hmm. You can't think like an American and read this book. Yeah, why isn't he why isn't he telling us why isn't he giving us a short biography of each of these people? Because the audience would when I write to my mom, I don't say, "Oh, I talked to Andy the other day." Who is? Andy, my brother. <laughs> like my mom knows that. It's an right. implied, you know, there's an implied knowledge there. And so writing to this kind of these better better educated Jews uh it would have been implied. Oh, they know who Abinadab is. Yeah, they, they don't... They know who David is. They know how to pronounce it they the first know, time they see it. Yeah. They know jo- <laughs> Josephat, right? Yeah. Yeah, all those names. But but to, yeah, to a to a modern, you know, 21st century, uh, you know, college kid or parishioner in Oklahoma... Right. There, there's not that implied. So that's why we're, that's kind of why we're talking about it is you got to, you got to go a little deeper. You can't just, don't just take scriptures, at, you know, kind of at face value. Understand who's writing it, when they're writing it, to whom, and to whom right? they are writing it. I think one of my favorite parts of the genealogy is, is, and I always wondered why Matthew included this. And maybe we can talk about this for a second. Why did Matthew include this line? And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, that, I always... Yeah, I mean, it's like it shows you there's murder and adultery yeah, in the genealogy. I think it always it shows. I mean, the, the the imperfections of David. I mean, basically, yeah, he ki- he basically killed the guy to sleep with his wife. Whoa! <laughs> he sent Uriah into battle to the front lines of the battle, and then pulled everyone back except Uriah, so that he would be slain. And he was so that David could have so Bathsheba, that David who could, was pregnant already. So David could, yeah, marry his wife what but so even in the genealogy of jesus there is this there's this sin but jesus came to save you and me and Uh, david uh uh-huh and all the women in the genealogy oh yeah Yeah, beautiful grandmother ruth beautiful yeah it, it it's supposed to set us especially for the jewish audience that who is jesus he ain't just no ordinary it's fella. He's of the line of Abraham. What we've been waiting Lord. for. He's the one we've been waiting for, the line of David. Okay. All Matthew. right, so that's Matthew. Go, jump into Mark. All right. So now we go to the Gospel of Mark. It's the shortest, probably the first one yeah. written, uh, you know, the, the, the earliest. So what you see, and, and I'll sit back up a little more, we, Matthew, Mark, and Luke uh, are, are kind of all put together. We call them the synoptic Gospels, right? They go they have what Sin together. meaning together and optic meaning vision, same vision. Yeah. yeah. So John, we'll get to John in a minute, but John is sort of, you know, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> uh, so what you'll see, if you, yeah, read, if you read through Matthew and then Mark and then Luke, you're going to be like, didn't I, you're reading, you know, you're in Matthew and you're like, didn't I just read that in Luke? Yes. They, they, they kind of influence... Uh, each other. Okay, so who's Mark? Who's Mark written to? You're sitting down. You're reading the Gospel of Mark. When you crack it open, I, I love the lines uh, throughout the Gospel of Mark where he starts to explain things. This is why Jewish people wash this, and they don't go to this place in the market. He's explaining to them like, 
why they're doing this. They're newbies. Yeah, I mean, the, these people yeah. have no idea. So Mark is writing. It's said that the Gospel of Mark was written during the time of the uh, Nero's persecutions, yep. the, the burning of Rome. And so it, that's like 73 or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so the Gospel of Mark is being written in Rome to a Rodian, 60s, Roman 60s, early 70s, yeah. 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 Uh, to a Roman audience. And he's preparing them. I, I like a couple things about the, the, the beginning of the Gospel of Mark is it's fast pace. You know, one time after another, Mark is telling you, you yeah, no fluff. gotta follow this Jesus, and he moves quickly, and he is on a mission. So I think it's like, I, I don't know, I, I counted him up at one point in time, the word immediately, immediately, oh, immediately, right? immediately, 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 that. immediately, immediately he did this, and immediately he did that, and he went here and did this, and immediately he left, and we went this way, and immediately, it's like, you... If you're going to follow this Messiah, you can't bring a lot of stuff with you. Now is the day of salvation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we so you, we got Matthew uh, kind of trying to, te- to teach, and you got Mark kind of trying to encourage. You know, Mark is, is almost like a pep talk, right? These people are facing, they're new, they're new right. to the faith, and they're facing persecution. Mm-hmm. And so, come on, guys, like, we can, we can do it. Like, look. Like he right. he did it, and we can, and he's with us, and we right, can. Right, Matthew, a little more sort of scholarly. Um, so anyway, just right out right out of the gate between Matthew and Mark, very similar stories, lots of overlap, but different audiences. Right. What I like uh, about the Gospel of Mark, there's like the temptation scene uh, in the other in the other Gospels is, is usually large, like Luke, like Jesus being tempted in the desert. But the temptation scene here is just as. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and in the wilderness forty days, and tempted by Satan, and he was with wild beasts, and angels ministered to him. We talked about the incarnational stuff last week uh, of four Romans who were Christians who were being eaten alive by lions. It it already says like, okay, Jesus is being tempted by he's out there with lions and wild beasts too, and so so is Nero around us. And you can experience, you can put yourself into the gospel like the Lord is surrounded by wild beasts that are eating him, leopards and mm. lions. Because are, you could say, oh, us too. Us too. Yeah. And also, God has sent his angels to protect us and keep us safe yeah. no matter what becomes of our bodies. That's awesome. No, what, no matter what becomes of Jesus' body, that this, this can take place. All right, so it's kind of, so seeing Mark as a, as a, as a pep, kind of a pep, a pep talk. We don't have a lot of time. We, I know you're, you guys are facing serious persecutions. Mm-hmm. Here's the life of Jesus. Let's go. And it begins with that that glorious event of his baptism. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't start with the genealogy. It doesn't start with the other things like the Gospel of Luke. It, it starts off with Jesus and John the Baptist. Yeah. And announcing this. Announcing this moment mm-hmm. of salvation, you know that this baptism in the Jordan, that all these waters uh, of the Jordan are, uh, our water is now has this power to deliver us from sin and death. All right, let's keep moving. So the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, uh, we we sort of change course. Uh-huh. I personally, I I go through phases. I go through phases. I am in a bit of a Luke phase. Really? Yes. Yeah. Luke and Acts are one. So one I was book. doing. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, like, "What's your like? What's your favorite book of the Bible?" And I was like, "Luke." 
now it changes from it has mm-hmm. it, it's been different things at different times. Right now it's Luke. Um, so Luke is writing to again a little more of an educated crowd, kind of a city, uh, a little city mm-hmm. crowd. Uh, Luke himself was very educated. Yes, uh, a doctor, a, f- a physician of of that time. And what we see in Luke, uh, I, I use Luke a lot actually in the confessional. You know, when people are like Luke is where, for example, the the, the parable of the prodigal son mm-hmm. is located. Uh, Jesus leaving, you know, going to leave leave the ninety nine and go after the one, right? There's these there's a there's a kind of a if you're a if you're a social justice warrior, Luke is your place, right? All these these images of uh, of Jesus being. I mean, he's charitable. He's he's the epitome of charity. But in the Gospel of Luke, we see that mm-hmm. over and over and over again. These parables, they, a lot of healings right. that are taking place. Yeah. That's why. And anyway, that's why it's been kind of moving me what, it, lately. Oh, it, the mm-hmm. Gospel of Luke got me because my great grandfather's name is Theophilus. Really? Yeah. And it, so it begins. It says, Did "Since everyone call, many everyone have taken." Them? This is what I love about. I love about. Uh, 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 Luke because he's a scientist and he starts off listen to this he starts off with this since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us just as they have been handed on to those who were from the beginning were eyewitnesses or I too have decided after investigating everything carefully from the very first so Luke's like hey I've done the scientific study of this. I've investigated. I'm Magnum P.I. I'm Father Brown Mysteries. I'm going to tell you. And then he tells us who it's going to be given to. It's given orderly account the Theophilus. Theo, God, Folis, lover. Something. Oh. Lover of God. <laughs> yeah. A lover of God. Yeah. And that was my great-great-grandfather's, my mom's grandfather's mm. first name. So I was intrigued about the name. I was like, who's Theophilus? So on one occasion... Also the first bishop of Oklahoma. It wasn't? Oh, that's right. Mearshart. Bishop Mearshart. His first name was like the, 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 Theophile, the, Theophilus. So I went and like searched his name. Mm. And sometimes I get in this mood where I spend like an hour just on one little nugget of something, like a word or a person. We call it a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. A that's Reddit. A, that's <laughs> what that's called, yeah. A Reddit hole. Yeah. And so I spent all this time. And when Luke was right, so the date of this gospel, do you know who the high priest in the temple was that year? Theophilus. Wow. Really? Yeah. Ah. So Theophilus was the name of the high priest in the temple because there's all these immaculate records of everything yeah. of who did so this. this yeah, so this uh, his Luke's audience is a is an educated yeah group, exactly a little wealthier. Uh huh. Um, I mean, so he was a doctor. You know, right? Think think of you know the circles in which a, a doctor stories. might might travel. So, um, but and, but yeah. also that group that he was writing to, they were they were believers, mm-hmm. but not fervent, not living out their faith. And so in comes the story of the prodigal son. Right. And in comes the story of, you know, of, of helping a, the leper. Um, because, and, and I would say, and I think Luke really speaks to our time too, because we have a lot of people who would say, you know, I am a Christian. I am a follower of Christ. And then you like watch the way they live. Right. And I include myself, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite, right? I, I, I sin, I fall short. You know, well, like you say, you say you you believe this, but you don't, but you don't live it. Yeah. And so, in into that comes Luke, who says, "Guys, like, wake up! If you say you follow Jesus Christ, 
this is what that looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like the father going out to meet the son in great mercy. It looks like going and 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 feeding the five thousand. It looks like going and Correct. healing a leper. Right. So, let, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one in here. You throw. So Theophilus, mm-hmm. if he indeed is the high priest. So I was I was, if someone wanted to write a book to me, you could write a book on priesthood. And solving crimes. That's why I love Father Brown mysteries so much. And military history. A pre- yeah, those three. And those fishing. three. Those three. And hunting. So I had this question. And guns. <laughs> Duck hunting. <laughs> Just planted my Japanese mill the other day. I had this question. If Theophilus is the high priest, then you always throw a hook in at the very beginning to get somebody to read. Like, if I wanted to get you to read something, I'd say, hey, Father O'Brien. Sports. I have this uh, thing about... Um, this article about uh, bas- basketball and rare, rare, rare like historical facts about basketball, oh. and you're already hooked. Yeah. So, what's the very first story in the Gospel of Luke? Is John the Baptist and his father in the temple? So if you're going to write a story to a priest, you start off the story with, let me tell you a story about a priest in the temple, and you're hooked. And then from that hook, it's just the same thing. uh, We do it in homilies all the time. Samuel does it to David. You tell a little little story at the beginning to rope people in. How did David get, we talked about this in the Gospel of Matthew, how did David get get back back on track? Samuel comes up to him and says, hey, Samuel, let me tell you a story about a shepherd and his lamb. And David's like, go on. And then he tells him the story. And David says, that man should die. And Samuel says, that man is you. That man should, yeah. Yeah, So the same thing here in the Gospel of Luke. That's very cool. And then from that... You can like you can tell these stories like, hey, you haven't been living this out. Hey, you yeah. haven't been living this out. Yeah. It's I mean, to bash somebody over the head with the scriptures and start with you're doing everything wrong. What does Saint Paul do? He starts off with, Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me share or with you. Or he says, like, let me tell you about my own sins. Exactly. Yeah. And then he convicts people out of that. I love that. Okay, okay. we got one more, uh, and that is the Gospel of John, which is very, very different. So if you jump in and you just start reading John, you're going to be like, what? This doesn't look anything like Matthew, Mark, or Luke. So we say Matthew, Mark, and Luke kind of go together, the synoptic of that same vision synced in their optics, uh, synoptic. Uh, And then John is like this outlier, written later. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's younger. It's much more theological. I mean, it's much, it's much... Uh, like Holy Thursday is like five chapters. Yeah. The, the, those three days, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think, frankly, harder to... It's, it's, not, it's not sort of the life of Jesus like we're, yep. like we're used to in the first three. And so it's a little harder to, I think, to enter into. As a professor told me one time, he said, with Luke, you have to, you have to know Luke and Acts together. You have to read them together because they're written to the yeah, same person. Same, per- same author. The same way with, he says, John, the book of Revelation, and the Old Testament, you have to know. You have to know them together because why? Because John begins with what? The same phrase that's used in the book of Genesis. In the beginning. beginning. And, then, and then he added this. He says, have you ever noticed how there are days in the Gospel of John? Like in the first chapter of the Gospel of John and the second chapter. Like the wedding of Cana begins on the third day. Mm -hmm. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana in Galilee. But if you rewind, there are three days before that. And the story of Genesis is being replayed. So you can't just know the Gospels. You got to know the Old Testament as well. 
Which I think can be a barrier for people. Yeah, exactly. If you're just opening up John, you for the first time, you've never opened the scriptures, you've never really studied the Bible, you're, there's sort of a, an implied knowledge mm-hmm. which can make it kind of difficult to, you, you, you to can, jump into. You can read it and, and see the beauty of the writing and the language, but also it, it, can, it can get tough because you have to you have to know some stuff and that that's why the importance of i think of like having the 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 church there for 2000 years yes. to help us understand it yes. just like andrew and the ethiopian eunuch the ethiopian eunuch is he's reading the prophet isaiah and he's like i have no idea what this yeah, means help me understand and is it andrew who comes to his, his rescue who like who who Philip 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 and yeah. the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip's there to say let me tell you about this uh, about the prophet Isaiah and let me tell you about the well, suffering even servant Jesus probably for at least for Catholics the, the most famous passage in the Gospel of John is John, John chapter six which is making a ton of references to Exodus oh the yeah. manna in the desert the grumbling I am the bread of life you know you you know uh, uh, to to understand John six one should have one should read Exodus, uh, in order to yeah, in order to better understand, yeah, and, and that's the same way. It's uh, if you're going to understand the Book of Revelation, read it in conjunction conjunction with John and the Old Testament. Woo. Yeah. Okay, we I think we could do this. This could be this could we, we could have done this in three episodes. We could dive deeper on this splash. High All right, let us know what you think. If we should dive deeper on some scripture, things. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should. Anyway, uh, that's our little intro to the four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Wow. Bless this field we pray up we play upon. Uh-huh. That Have a beautiful, beautiful, awesome, fantastic week. Uh happy back to school and uh enjoy the rest of your August. Pray for us. Peace. <laughs>